0: Uh, Holy Week to me has uh, become an important important part of life. It hasn't always been that case. Uh, growing up, we did not have Holy Week. <laughs> it was not a part of our family tradition in any way. And uh, so, it was much older. It was in college when I first saw an actual Palm Sunday service. And in that service, in the, the church I went to in rural Nebraska, the, the pastor picked up his guitar and in his robes with the guitar led the children all the way around the sanctuary several times in the service. And, and I'm not doing that. Um, so instead, you all join, join us and parade in together. Uh, Marcus might do it someday. I, I don't think so, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would encourage you to consider um, every opportunity you can take to be here throughout this week, especially on Friday. I know many of you will be here Sunday, but Friday is important because it leads us into Easter, and it makes Easter that much more understandable and impactful in your life. So I, I encourage you, no matter what you do, whether it's on your way home from work with a Nutrigrain bar for dinner, uh, try to be here on, on Friday. Um, the text has always interested me. It, it seems almost childlike, the way that we do Palm Sunday, and is a challenge. I know many, many often roll their eyes when they are told they have to go to the back and pray back inside. And it seems a little out of our ordinary, and we sing some songs, uh, the one, one of my favorite, the King of Glory, uh, coming in. But we do so to reenact an actual event that happened that led to Easter. Actually, it sets very well the Easter story. And it begs us the question as we think about Palm Sunday, is how will we greet our king? Certainly on Easter Sunday, we greet him with loud and exultant word that we cannot say just quite yet. We do so with trumpets and and a loud organ, sometimes even to the point of complaining. Almost. But how will you greet your king is the question. Many have pointed out that the reenactment, as as most of you know, of putting the palm branches before the king as he comes in is, is a throwback to a victory march of some Some sort. In the Philistines, much earlier in time, as Alexander the Great came to their cities to conquer their cities, instead of them taking up arms against Alexander the Great, they grabbed palm branches. And they went outside of the city walls with their palm branches. And they would wave it as Alexander the Great came in, so that Alexander the Great then did not find battle in that place. Their city would be spared. It was their form of welcoming their king. Not as a foreign invader, not as someone who has come to disrupt their life, but to a king. They would take their palm branches and wave them. I mean, the saying went, the city that had palm branches in their hand did not have spears in their hand. So they would welcome their king with their their branches. And this was not lost on those that were there on that Palm Sunday, that, that the palms were representing that of the king. And to make things more that way, they sang their song of Hosannas, welcoming him. Lord, save us. Lord, save us. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So how is it? And how will it be in your life that you welcome your king? We welcome our king, certainly with palm branches on Sunday when we welcome him at the time of our communion that we're we're celebrating for several people to take for the first time today. Where we sing out those same words of Hosanna, Lord, save us, calling him to us to where we know we will actually meet Him here at the altar. When we begin our service together, we call on Him and we welcome Him into our lives by once again remembering the name that we have on our hearts, the name that we've been baptized into. But not always is at our welcome to him in our parts of life. It's certainly easy for me to welcome him into my worship here. After all, he is the one I am speaking about, but, but to let him in on my life in its finances is another conversation. I would prefer that we not talk about my finances in church. And I'm not just projecting that on you. <laughs> I would prefer that we not actually talk too much about my marriage. That's kind of my business and, and my uh, road. I'm the one dictating that. And, and I'm not totally sure that, that some king marching into Jerusalem several thousand years ago actually has anything to do with it. I would prefer that we not invite the king into my life when we talk about my habits my eating, my drinking, my everything else. In that way, I think I would resemble more of the guerrilla fighter than actually the one who'd step outside of the city waving his palms, welcoming the king. The people that were there on that Sunday waving their palms weren't just welcoming any king. Just right before this, as many of you know, the story that had happened was the resurrection of Lazarus. In fact, depending on which gospel we're reading out of, it even remarks that the people gathered there were gathered because they knew what happened to Lazarus, that Lazarus had been raised from the dead. This was by far the most miraculous thing that Jesus had done at this point in his public ministry. He had taken somebody who had laid dead for four days in his tomb and raised him to life. They were not just welcoming in some guy who preached and talked. This guy can not only heal the sick, he can raise the dead. So he must be the one who is to come. If you were to enter into Jerusalem today, you would still see that on the hills are the cemeteries. And those cemeteries are on the hills around Jerusalem because they believe that as the Messiah came into that city, the dead would resurrect. And with Lazarus having been resurrected, this was him. So they threw down their palm branches in front of him with the expectation as he entered into that gate that the dead would rise the dead would rise. The dead would rise in a matter of days. But like most of us, it's never soon enough. Who was this person that they were entering in? Who was this week that as he comes into Jerusalem, he turns over the tables in the temple? He criticizes their worship and their practices. He speaks to them very hard truths, and as each day approaches, it becomes easier and easier for them to hand their newfound king over. How would you welcome your king? The people welcomed them with their palm branches, but I think in reality the way that most of us would welcome the kings in our lives is with a white flag. Giving up, giving in, and handing over. Sometimes we talk about using the white flag as a way of welcoming the Lord into our lives, but most of the time we're using our white flag with any king. It's with the kings of the world. It's with the way that the world talks about things and we just want to wave our flag around and say, I give up. We'll just talk about it that way. You want to talk about a human being that way? Fine. Let's just do it. This is how we are to do our finances? This is what it means to have money in this world? Okay. It'll be so. Oh, world, you have something to say of what it means to be a Christian. Is that what it means to be a Christian in this world? Okay. Let it be so. Where in your life have you welcomed some other king into your life with a retreat? With putting up the white flag and handing it over? after a long battle. The people in Jerusalem put down their branches and they picked up their white flags. Upon hearing Jesus speak of the way that they worshipped, upon hearing Jesus speak of what was to come, upon seeing that maybe this Messiah is not actually who we thought, maybe this is not the king who is to bring about our political revolution. So they picked up their white flag to the world and began the journey to the cross. It was easy for them to hand over their king because the world was being met with this. There's another story of Jesus entering into a town earlier in scripture. There's there's this time where, as Jesus is walking along, he meets a man who's on the outskirts of the town, and this man begins to taunt Jesus. Oh, Holy One, what is it that you have to do here? Jesus asked the man to clarify who was it that was inside him, and the man said, A legion. Jesus casting that legion out of that man, they ran into the pigs, and the pigs ran into the lake do you remember this story notice they shouldn't have had a herd of pigs anyway but as the town people then heard what this Jesus had done they came outside of their town to meet Jesus they they actually didn't meet him this time with the palm branches they didn't even meet him with a white flag to let him in They met him and said, Go away. Do not come here. We're fine. They had already shown their white flag to something else. They have already given themselves over. They had found their king. They had found it in themselves. They had found it in their habits. They had found it in their ways. So their welcome to the king that day was... Please go somewhere else. But we've seen something greater of this king. We've seen what comes in this week. We've seen Good Friday. We've seen Easter Sunday. The people in Jerusalem may have rejected their Lord, but that week the dead did rise in a hollowed-out, carved-out tomb on that very same hill, the dead did rise. That when the king entered into Jerusalem, he entered into it as the king of truth and peace and justice. For those that had deserved condemnation and death, he died in their place. For those who were in need of death alone, He rose from the dead so that they too will rise. So lay down your white flag. Stop putting up your surrender to the world and the kings that gather. And welcome your true king. Welcome him as he has come into your life in his word in his baptism, in his supper, in your friends speaking his word to you. Stop surrendering to the world. But hear of the coming king and what he says about you. That in his kingdom, you are his. You have been saved. You have been destined to rise from the dead. This is a king of eternal life, not just a king of Jerusalem. This is a king of all creation, not just Alexander the Great. This is a king who raises the dead and not just casts out the demons. This is a king who, though we do not see him now, has left us tremendous gifts to carry us through. This is a king whose spirit has descended upon you. This is a king who enters into Jerusalem for you. Amen? Amen.